Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Hey, hey, welcome back to episode 35, where we are talking about one of the most common topics I get to work with women on. So there's, there's, it's interesting that, you know, over the last several years of coaching, there are always these common threads that come up. And success is obviously, you know, people hire me because they want to be more successful. They want to grow their business. And so I kind of work with two different people. I work one with people who don't know what they're called to do, which that's what's the garden of favor framework is all about. So if you feel like you are still trying to search for what is God calling you to do? What has he created you to do? What is your purpose? What is your calling? That is for you. And we're actually launching a group coaching program in January. There are limited spots for that. I'll leave that link in the show notes. Um, if you want to grab a spot, there's only 15 spots and several of those have already been taken. And so um, I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but uh, get your spot so that you can get in on that if you don't know what you're called to do. Now, the other group of people that I work with are the people who know what they're called to do. They're doing it, but they've hit a roadblock and they want to scale. They want to do better. And typically it's it's around mindset work, which is why I'm a mindset strategist and a kingdom blueprints coach. And so today we're going to talk about God's definition of success because that's part of kingdom success. And truth is, I used to follow the world's definition of success and I was chasing after that. And sadly enough, I achieved really every single thing on the checklist of the world's success, power, money, fame, fortune, popularity, got to the top of that mountain. And it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And I've shared this story before, but I think it's so important because I feel like this is really what I get to hold uh, one-on-one space with a lot of women. And we, we define success together and we take a look at what the world's definition of success which i just said it's power it's money it's fame it's popularity right we see people in these positions and we you know we idolize whether it's celebrities or business people in the business world and you know oh well they had a six-figure launch they're successful they have you know fifty thousand followers on instagram they're successful Oh, they live in their dream house or drive their dream car or whatever, you know, and there's nothing wrong with any of those things. I mean, I, I still want those things. I still, I like designer stuff. I like luxury cars. I, there's nothing wrong with those things as long as they don't become idols. And the only thing that you're cheap, like if they become more important than God, 
I think God can bless us with those things, but I think God blesses us a lot of different ways. It's not just money, but the world will world will tell us it's all about money and fame and power and popularity, and that's not true. So if you're chasing those things, I really pray that today the Lord speaks to your heart to redefine and recalibrate your heart to be in alignment and in sync with his definition of success. Because I'll tell you what, after I built the eight-figure business and I'm standing on top of the mountain and I'm making multiple six figures, you know, multiple numbers in front of a comma on a paycheck, like more money than I ever thought I would know what to do with. Driving my dream car, which I ended up selling this year, but I, I, I really, it's still, it's still going to go on my vision board, a new one. I know it will in God's timing. Um, it was really actually a silly car for us to have. Um, it was an SUV, but it was a silly SUV for us to have with three kids. Anyways, um, it's a G-Wagon, by the way, because you might be wondering. So that's like my dream, dream car, and I got it. And I'll share this with you because I've shared this intimately with some other people, but do you know that there were moments that I would jump in that G-Wagon? If you're not familiar, it's the very boxy SUV of a Mercedes. They're, and most of them are a hundred plus thousand dollars. Um, and we did not buy ours brand new, but still you get the picture, right? Um, <laughs> you know, what's so humbling is that there were days that I would get in that G-Wagon and I didn't know if we were going to be able to pay our bills for the month. And I should rephrase that. It's not that I didn't know that we were going to be able to pay for the bills. I didn't know how God was going to help us pay those bills. And by the God is so good and he did provide all of our needs. But let me paint the picture for those of you who maybe don't know my story. Uh, I built online businesses specifically in the network marketing space and I ended up building a very successful network marketing business. It grew almost, it felt like it grew overnight. It grew to eight figures. I was number two in a company, traveling around the world, speaking on stages. Uh, I had, you know, I had a large team. I was making a lot of money, driving my dream car, you know, all the things, right? I literally had everything that the world says defines success. And yet I was the most unsatisfied and most, I, I, and, and by sad, I mean, I was obviously happy with all the stuff that I had, but I deep down in my soul was not fulfilled. And so perhaps you're chasing after those things and, and maybe you're getting a taste of it or maybe you want more of it, right? Because that was me too. I was like, oh, made made $10,000. Oh gosh. And you know, and then it was like, oh, make $20,000. Oh, well, if we can do more, let's go after it. Let's get after one, make 30,000, make 40,000. And again, there's nothing wrong with making more money. But to me, like money was everything. Uh, that was my definition of success until, until I lost that business at 27 weeks pregnant. And God had to redefine success for me. And I think my first sign of knowing that it wasn't really success because I wasn't happy with all of it. I had an autoimmune disease. I was bleeding and this is like TMI, but for those of you, um, I talk to so many people with autoimmune diseases. I mean, they, because they start in the gut. And so, um, I just, I really feel like God allows me to share that I had one and that I am 100% healed from it because God is so good and he is a healer and that I really, I don't know, this is like a side note, but if you have an autoimmune disease, I don't know, somebody listening to this probably has an autoimmune disease and you are trying to, um, 
keep it under control with medication or whatever your doctor is saying. I want you to start believing and praying and asking God to heal you. God is the healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is a healer. He is not just, uh, you know, it's not just, oh, take this medication. But anyways, I got off on a tangent because I'm very passionate about people believing that the Lord can heal you 100%. And I know that because the Lord has healed me 100%. I was bleeding so incredibly bad. I thought I was dying. My kids, I would have to, you know, I don't know if you have little kids, you probably, um, you know, you know what it's like to not be able to go to the bathroom on your own. And I would have to lock the door because there was um, a couple times where my daughter had seen in the toilet and she was like freaking out because there was so much blood. Again, sorry for TMI. I don't, I know you didn't listen to this episode for this, but all this to say, listen, I looked like I had everything. I looked like, and, and that's another thing about autoimmune diseases. You can't really see a, a, most of them. There a lot of them. You can't see that somebody has a problem. Nobody knew that I couldn't eat and that I was bleeding and that, um, you know, I was feeling miserable. My stomach hurt so bad. Um, I had uh, ulcerative colitis, like a very, very, very bad case. The doctor said it was it was very, very bad. And he told me I would need to be on medication for the rest of my life, which I never once took one pill of that medication. And I healed it through God and through natural supplements. But I'm not a doctor, so there's that. Don't I'm not giving you advice there. I'm just telling you that God is Jehovah Rapha and he can heal you. Okay, so all that to say... I had a checklist of everything. Meanwhile, I was unsatisfied. I was, I thought I was dying. I thought I had cancer. Um, and I, I just knew that my life was like spiraling out of control, but yet to the world, I had everything. I had the G wagon. I had the beautiful family. I had the big business. I had it all. And I was still unsatisfied. And it's because I was not seeking after God's definition of success. And so I asked this question to every client. I just had a call today with a, a new client and I said, well, tell me what success is to you. And she actually had some really good answers. You know, she said, success to me is, um, you know, getting to do business on my own terms with my family. It's, it's, it is achieving the things that I set my goals to. It's, you know, she gave some really good answers that, you know, are very, very common and, and maybe a step beyond just simply like, well, making money and, you know, having this, having that. And, you know, at the end I said, well, what do you think God's definition of success is? And I pretty much get the same answers from most people. And I said, you know, I can sum up God's definition of success in one word for you. So here it is, drum roll. God's definition of success is obedience. It's really that simple. It's obedience. And the world's definition is to turn out well, to attain a desired object or end. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's what success to the world is one thing. And then, and literally the definition of success is one that succeeds. Well, succeeds in what? And so to attain a wealth or favor, <laughs> favorable desire, out, desirable outcome, let me tell you this, that God's definition of success is obedience. 
And oftentimes it will not make sense to you or the world. Because if the world's telling us to chase after one thing, but God's saying, I want you to do this, and it doesn't make sense. Listen, I'll tell you this. The business that I made the most money in, God gave me warning signs in the very beginning. In the very beginning. And literally in the first month, I had warning signs. But I ignored them. Why? Because I was making money. And I was making more money than I ever thought that I would. And I thought, well, there's just no way that God wouldn't be giving this to me as a blessing because we're making a ton of money. And that was maybe one of the hardest lessons. And honestly, I didn't even know, I didn't even put two and two together about this until I, I, my mindset coach, my coach, listen, if you don't have a coach, you need a coach. I don't know how people don't do it without a coach. I think that's why I could, I'm so passionate about what I do because I know I need one. And so if I can be one for somebody else, I know the impact my coach makes it. My coaches over the years have made in my life. But my, uh, my current, like, Actually, I have two coaches right now. I have one for podcasting, and then I have one for more um, spiritual, you know, mindset coach. And um, she helped me see that the Lord was actually giving me signs. He was actually seeing if I'd be obedient, even though I was getting success from the world. Like, I was getting that, that side of things. And I didn't listen. And I think 18 months later... <laughs> My world came crashing down when I lost that entire business. But God was warning me so many times in the beginning. And even along the way, he was warning me. And I was fighting it because I thought because I was making money that it was a blessing from God. Listen, we have story after story in the Bible. I think one of the most obvious ones is Noah. God asked him to build an ark. He looked silly. There wasn't even rain. People didn't even, there was no such thing as a need for any type of boat and then to collect these animals like two by two. I, I mean, it just it, it seems so silly until it started to rain. Obedience can seem really silly and really not normal or not right until it starts to rain. Until I, until I can see now that God was warning me. God was ta- seeing if I would hear him. And so my cry of my heart has been, God, give me eyes to see, ears to hear. And there's that third part. And a heart to obey. God, give me eyes to see, give me ears to hear, and give me a heart to obey. I want to do what you want me to do because God's definition of success is obedience. And sometimes that won't look normal to other people. I love the verse in 1 Samuel. It's 1 Samuel 18, 14. It says, in everything he did, he had great success. Because the Lord was with him. And again, I think, you know, when I would read that verse, I think I would immediately think, oh, well, he, he had a lot of money. He, ha- he was healthy. He had a lot of things. He had a successful business. But I, I don't, that is not God's definition of success. God's definition of success is obedience. And oftentimes it's going to look, sound, feel different than the world. And I share this because, you know, these are like the most intimate parts. And these are things that I am deeply working through on a personal level myself. Um, Because I've, you know, spent my life setting goals and, you know, thinking that, you know, the harder you work, the more money you make. And so, well, duh, like you just work harder and make more money. And that means you're more successful. And so I'm just working on all these lies that I personally believe myself. But, you know, I think about 
how much more joyful my life is now. And I I hesitate to say this because it's like, oh, well, you're not going to think I'm successful now. I'm not making half a million dollars. I did not make a half a million dollars this year in my in my in my business. And I've made that before in other years and it's like does that mean I'm not successful? Well, I personally can sit here today and tell you that I am more joyful and I know that I'm walking in my calling more than I was. And so does that look different? Yes. Do I believe that the Lord is going to restore what the locusts have stolen? Do I believe that he's preparing a table before, you know, in before me in front of my enemies? Absolutely. Yes. And amen. And I'm ready to feast on that six course meal and say, ha ha devil. Look, you tried to bury me, but God planted me. And here, here he is. Look at what God did. Do, do I still believe that? Yes. And I will, I will, I will continue to believe that. And However, I, I know that right now, maybe my life doesn't look the same. Maybe I'm not driving my dream car. Maybe I'm not making a ton of money. Again, that's like relative, right? I mean, people who are billionaires don't think that a half a million dollars is a lot of money. So, you know, or they don't, they don't think $100,000 is a lot of money. I think a lot of people are wanting to make $100,000. And that's great. That's a great goal to have. But if God doesn't bless you financially, can he bless you other ways? Absolutely. He's blessed me with my health. I've been cured for my autoimmune disease. He has blessed me with restoring my relationship with my children. Because I, I share my four-year-old, I really missed like the first year of her life. And uh, it really impacted me as a mother. I had so much mom guilt because of that. And, and now just to see our relationship it's better because you know, I, I spend time with her now. I get to play things with her. We get to do makeup together. And so God's definition of success is obedience. And really, we should do that at all cost, even when it doesn't make sense. But I want to give you an example. I'm really sharing some like deep, intimate things with you guys today. I don't know why. I feel like the Lord is... You know, I pray that all glory goes to God. All glory goes to God for all of this. But, you know, I, I just want to give you a, an example of recently God asked me to slow down. And if you knew my DNA and if you, I don't know, I, I mean, I, I sometimes I cringe at the stuff that I used to post years ago about hustling harder and, you know, be your own CEO and build your empire. I'm like, oh my goodness, that stuff is just makes me want to vomit. But, um, you know, the Lord really encouraged me in October that November was going to be a month that I needed to slow down. Now, meanwhile, October was already a pretty slow month for me. I had several clients, one-on-one -on -one clients rolling off. They were ending their contract. And so, of course, you know, I'm looking to fill those spots again. And the Lord was like, no, I need you to focus on your family. And so my business was kind of slow in October, which was such a blessing because, we moved, we sold our home really quickly. It's a seller's market. We sold our home super fast and we had to pack up our house and, and then we had to find a place to live, which we're in a rental now because there was no place to buy that we wanted to invest in. And so we're in a rental and that we didn't even find till two weeks before our close date. I mean, it's just wild. It was a wild month. And I'm so grateful that God, God knew, he knew that I need, I couldn't handle 
a bunch of clients and he knew that I couldn't handle onboarding a bunch of new clients. And then, so we get into this new place and the Lord is like, yeah, I need you to not worry about your business. I need you to worry about your children and your home and your new routine that you're getting into now that my husband was going back to work. Um, he has been home with us for three years. And so all that to say in the month of October, it was the slowest October and November were the slowest months I have ever had ever in my career. And again, if you're not like an overachiever or a goal setter, or, you know, if you aren't missing what you used to have, I don't know. Um, like it to me is just like so hard for God to say, slow down. It doesn't make sense. But I knew he was telling me to focus on my family and focus on homeschool and focus on my kids and focus on my routine and, and my own emotional, spiritual, mental, physical health. And in October, our family made the most money we have ever made in one month. And it had to do with the sale of our home. And it's like so crazy. And I share this because God told me to slow down and stop fixating and stop setting like big goals for my business and being discouraged because, you know, things are slowing down and I should be working harder to speed things up. And it's like in, in that month, he said, hey, I got you. It doesn't have to be in your own strength and in your own might. You know, he blessed us with an annual salary in, in, in one transaction in the month that he told me to slow down. Like, it's just crazy what God will do if you're obedient. And I want to encourage you today. I don't know what you're chasing after. I don't know how you're defining success. But I just want to encourage you to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And trust what his word says to be true, that all these things will be added unto you. And that might be financial blessing. It might be health. It might be peace. It might be joy. It might be time. I don't know what God's blessings look like. They come in all shapes and sizes. And I know that I always think it just meant money. But I want to encourage you to adopt God's definition of success and ask him to give you eyes to see, ears to hear what he's asking you to do and give you a heart to obey. Because when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he will take care of all the rest. And sometimes that will come in the form of a paycheck that had nothing to do with your own hustle and your own creativity and your own platform and your own efforts. For us, it had to do with a house that we bought four years ago that flooded a month after we bought it that needed $100,000 in renovations from a disaster relief company. I mean, I cannot write this story. God is so creative and he's such a good author of our lives, but yet we try to write our stories ourselves. And so there is nothing wrong with asking for blessings. In fact, I encourage you to pray Jabez's prayer daily like I am, ask the Lord for, um, ask the Lord for his blessings, ask him to increase your territory and to be with you every step of the way, because where he is calling you, you, you will not be able to do it by yourself and ask him to keep the enemy far away from you. There's nothing wrong with asking God for blessings, but when he wants to bless you, be prepared that they're going to come in, in, in his own way and be prepared that what 
how you receive blessings from God is through being obedient. And again, that just a lot of times does not look like the world's definition. But listen, we are not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of it. And there's so many scriptures that talks about God wanting us to be holy. And a real simplified definition of holy is to be set apart. And so if we're supposed to be set apart, we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be holy and like Jesus. Well, then we're probably not going to look like the world. We shouldn't, you know. So I shared a lot of deep things with you guys today. But I really, my heart's desire, my heart's cry is that you adopt God's definition of success and throw away the world's. And perhaps you need to redefine it yourself. What is success to you? But make sure whatever it is that intertwined in that is, you know what? These are the desires of my heart. But I want to do what God wants me to do at all cost, no matter what. Noah looked pretty silly until it started to rain. And so be willing to look silly in order to obey God and show him that you trust him. Because when you seek him first, above all else, he will take care of all your needs. And he will bless you more than you could ever ask or imagine. Father God, thank you for defining success for us. Really simple. It's being obedient to you and your voice. And God, your blessings come in all shapes and sizes. Father, I pray for the ears that are listening to this podcast today that you bless her abundantly, more than she could ever ask or imagine. God, I pray that you give her worldly success right along with spiritual success, but that the spiritual success trumps the worldly success and that being obedient to your voice and to the call that you have given to her and me trumps everything else and that we trust that we are storing our treasures in heaven, not just the earthly things. God, you are so good. You are worthy to be praised and we thank you for all the blessings that you have given us and that you have prepared for us. God, help us to have hands wide open and hearts and minds and eyes to see and to hear and to obey what it is that you are calling us to do. We ask all of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.